The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so Winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to the Cinnamon Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Lees. Today we're diving into the latest review of Marvel's What If. And beginning our series, I Know You Know, a review of Psych. So we'd like to welcome all our listeners and viewers to the Cinema Gold Show. But first, before we dive right in, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Pondex, for sponsoring this episode. Check them out today at poddex.com and use the promo code Larry21. It's Larry21 for 10% off your first purchase. And now, let's jump right in to Marvel's What If episode 5 review. Warning this review contains spoilers for Marvel's What If episode 5. Episode 5 of Marvel's What If entitled what if zombies is a tremendously fun half hour of television and is also likely to be a really good time for fans of the Marvel Zombies comics. The installment is packed with laughs and shocking moments using classic zombie tropes to keep some of the best and most underrated MCU characters on their toes while maintaining an inviolable pace as it throws one wild scenario after another at them. As you may know by now, if you've been listening and watching our weekly What If reviews, we've adopted a slightly different format from other reviews. More of a breakdown that we hope will satisfy diehard fans, but also help younger viewers and those less familiar with the MCU keep up. Alright, let's dig into What If Zombies, which ponders what would have happened if Janet Van Dyne had contracted a terrible virus during her time in the quantum realm. Required viewing. It helps to have seen all the MCU movies leading up to Avengers Infinity War, but perhaps Spider-Man Homecoming, Black Panther, and the first two Ant-Man films are the most essential watches. There are also a fair few gut punches for any WandaVision fans in the building. Most among us is not. And now let's talk the voice cast. Obviously, Jeffrey Wright returns as the Watcher, 
Chadwick Boseman returns as the Black Panther. Paul Rudd is Ant-Man. Mark Ruffalo is back as Bruce Banner. Evangeline Lilly is Hope Van Dyne and Wasp. Sebastian Stan is Bucky Barnes. Paul Bettany is Vision. John Favreau is Happy Hogan. Emily Van Camp is Sharon Carter. The missing voices here are Tom Holland. Hudson Thames fills in as Peter Parker in Spider-Man in Episode 5. What's different, you may ask? Bruce Banner in Hulk form returns to Earth via the Bifrost, just as he did at the start of Avengers Infinity War. But this time, when he crashes down in the Sanctum Santorum, he finds Iron Man, Wong, and Doctor Strange already turned into flesh-eating zombies. Bruce is thankfully saved by Hope Van Dyne and her swarm of ants, and Peter Parker whisks him off while we get some helpful exposition. In this universe, Hank Pym's Ant-Man and the Wasp journey to the quantum realm to retrieve his long-lost wife, Janet, which went badly wrong when he found her infected by a quantum zombie brain virus upon his arrival. When she returned, Janet started gnawing on everything within reach, and the virus spread like wildfire, quickly infecting millions. Cap, Widow, Hawkeye, Iron Man, and Black Panther apparently set out with arguably the worst Cap plan ever to turn back the tide and disappeared under a pile of hungry zombies. Banner finds himself among the last of the still human holdouts. Bucky Barnes, Okoye, and Sharon Carter are tracking a signal from Camp Lay that may or may not provide a solution to the zombie problem. Along with Happy Hogan and Kurt, who I still don't think has a last name, the gang forge a loose mission to try and reach Camp Lay. Unfortunately, they are timed by numerous familiar faces before they set out, and Happy is turned into a zombie, further dampening Peter's hopes for a W. They eventually get aboard a train, zombie Cap climbs on, but Bucky has to fight him, which leads to a small sliver of time with Bucky as Cap when he nabs his shield. Hope gets infected, but helps the rest of the gang get to Camp Lay, where they find Vision experimenting with the Mind Stone. Gotten T'Challa, still alive, well, to varying degrees. Koi realizes they can use Vision's research to cure the zombie population, but only from Wakanda, where the tech they need could be easily constructed. Vision's face turns out to be a bit of a trap. He's been luring people there to feed a contained and admittedly extremely cool looking zombie, Wanda, as he couldn't bear to lose her. His guilt gets the better of him when his friends are attacked by Wanda and T'Challa, Peter, and Scott Lang's head escape Camp Lay and fly to Wakanda while Banner hulks out and attacks the Horde. How does it work out? Not so good, unsurprisingly. Earth seemed, seems utterly screwed. Scott is still ahead in a jar, being supportively cuddled by the cloak of levitation. T'Challa is missing a leg. Peter is clinging on to his last shred of hope, and the safe haven of Wakanda plays host to an infinity gauntlet-wielding zombie, Thanos. But let's look at some of the standout moments. First, I gotta give a shout-out to the Cloak of Limitation. It really is a gift that keeps on giving. Kind of like the MCU's version of a silent movie star. The thing has surely saved the day as many times as the Avengers by now. And it asks for nothing in return. The Cloak of Levitation already knows the assignment and always delivers. You'll be unsurprised to learn that I also love Peter's glorious zombie training video, which started off with a distinct mutant enemy-esque identity, one a smuggish board of joy. 
Hurts ketchup squirting special effects. Bucky listed as silent but deadly. Happy forced to wear a custom Thor shirt of questionable origin. Peter's struggle to keep hope alive in the zombie apocalypse is an arc that almost certainly been pulled from Philip Kennedy Johnson's spectacular Marvel Zombies Resurrection Run, and it's just an affecting this episode as it was in the pages of Marvel Comics. Peter can always be relied upon to maintain his earnest spirit until the better, bitter end. Both Kurt and Happy were terrific additions in this episode. Happy's insistence on yelling blam every time he used a repulsor glove reminded me of Ewan McGregor's behind-the-scenes Star Wars Phantom Menace story, where he admitted that he made lightsaber noises out loud when he was filming. Apparently, McGregor did so much that the post-production crew ended up having to edit in louder lightsaber sounds to cover it all up. Of course, the continuing heartbreak of Vision and Wanda's relationship was once again ready to twist the emotional knife. In WandaVision, Wanda couldn't help but use her chaos magic to keep Vision around after his death. But here we see that Vision arguably went to more disturbing lengths to contain a zombified Wanda. It was even hard to cope with the monstrous Wanda of it finding Vision's lifeless body, and yet Marvel still refuses to pay for my therapy. Let us know what you thought about this episode of What If? Did you like the zombies? Let us know in the comment section below. And before you uh, finish this video, please hit that subscribe button. helps us out. Hit that thumbs up button if you like the video. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. And now, our beginning series of I Know What I Know You Know, review of Psych. Today, we, this week, we begin with season one. good, funny, acting, moments of character, bad, predictable, repetitive plots. To break it all down, the basics, Sean Spencer exonerates himself from suspicion of a crime by pretending to be psychic. He and his friends, Gus, form a detective agency to aid the Santa Barbara police in the first season of Psych. There are very few concept shows that I enjoy enough to actually stick with. If you don't know, concept shows are ones with a very simple, direct premise that is forced to milk that premise. It's a show with a gimmick, basically. Shows like Bones, House, MD, and Monk all fall into this category. Mismatched genius and loose FBI agent, snarky doctor, a detective with an OCD, they have a strong premise, but it is hard to truly go anywhere with them without creating a series that repeats itself or becomes quickly plot-oriented. Psych is one such show, and I had seen a few a few years back. I picked up the first season of the show, largely because I was a big fan of Dulay Hill's role on the West Wing. And I figured it had to be more consistently good than Homicide and Life on the Street. And the first season surely was better than the series cop show, but Psych is a gimmick show, and even in the first season, it begins to feel repetitive. 
first season, Snake establishes the simple premise of the series and milks it to the point where I become able to call much of the show. Seldom do I watch or rewatch detective shows or stories because once one knows who done it, there is little to the work. If the journey is especially interesting or unique, it could be worth watching a second time to enjoy the process. But with Psych, the process is predictable enough to start calling not only the plot points for the cases, but the jokes made by the two principal characters. John Spencer is a very observant young man. Son of a prominent police detective, he was taught tough lessons from his father, Harry, and remains exceptionally observant. He sees, tells, and people and calls in tips to the police department to help them solve crimes. One day, trying, one day while trying to help the police, Sean is accused of being an accomplice of the crime he is helping the police. Notably, Detective Carlton Lassiter solves Sean declares that he received the knowledge of the case psychically. Fooling the local police, Sean continues to impersonate his psychic in order to get into crime scenes and make money. While his father dislikes the idea, he is not unimpressed by Sean's actual abilities, and he does not rat, rat him out. Needing help, Sean employs his childhood friend, Gus. Gus works for a pharmaceutical company and has a knowledge base that Sean lacks. As well, Gus is able to communicate with people in ways that make Sean seem much more plausible as a psychic. Between the two of them, they solve crimes like a kidnapping of a billionaire, the ruining of a forthcoming superhero film, and murders that tend to be more from happenstance than actual vengeance. The show is mostly episodic, which is not something that wows me. In fact, in the first season of Psych, the most serialized elements happen with peripheral characters, not Sean and Gus. So, for example, Carlton Lasseter loses his original partner, and he is struggling with being separated from his wife. Despite having an antagonistic relationship with Sean, Carlton actually confesses elements of his Merrill's relationship to Sean. In the episode From the Earth to Starbucks, Sean arranges to have a case appear to be solved by Carlton while he feeds his entire case to him. Lassiter spends most of the first season getting over his losing streak on the force and in his personal life. Psych in its first season is working most on establishing relationships. Gus and Sean in the relationship, which is frequently detailed through flashbacks at the outside of the episodes, which play into the current episode's themes. Take, for example, in Forget Me Not, Sean takes on a case from a former police captain because he once believed Sean, and he was not lying on a field trip about who harmed an ostrich. He cares about Sean, and Sean feels a sense of debt about their past. The best episode of the season is Who You Gonna Call? In that episode, Delay Hill and James Roday come perfectly in their own as performers. They have amazing chemistry, and they play off one another best. So, despite the fact that I guess correctly how their case involving a man stopped by his ex would go, the episode is funny, the acting is extraordinary. Rode is funny, and Hill is pretty extraordinary as a straight man. But at the end, the first season of Psych is an interesting formula, but a familiar show nonetheless. The humor is mostly verbal, and the first season, where it excels, is in the acting. The characters are interesting enough to want to see what comes next, but the way the first season goes, the plot-based nature of the plot does not give me much hope that it would be either better or truly advance the characters much. And now, our 
latest segment featuring the Pondex. So each week we are going to go into the Pondex app and pull up the film pick. And we take a then we're going to take one question that it shows us. I guess it's the movie night deck. So the question is, which movie have you seen the most? How many times have you seen it? Hmm. I'm going to go with uh, Reservoir, not Reservoir Dogs, but uh, Pulp Fiction. Probably seen it. I'm going to go with eight times. So it's going to be Pulp Fiction. Watched it probably eight times by now. So thanks for watching this episode of the Cinema Gold Show. Let us know your thoughts on Psych Season 1. Have you watched it? Are you a fan of Psych? How many pineapples did you find in Season 1? Let us know in the comments section below. Hit that um, thumbs up button and subscribe. Thanks and we'll see you tomorrow. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.